Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello, hello. Now, today marks a very special episode. Do you know why that is, Riley? Definitely not. It is episode number 69 of the Hooper's Lab podcast. Shit. It's a great great feat, I know. Very great accomplishment. We made it to 69. So, you know, this is going to be NBA sex talk. So this is that's the topic of. Ah, you know, so it's going to be a big episode on the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> I was thinking the Hornets, but I mean, you know, <laughs> or the or uh, the Bulls, the Balzac. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I didn't even think of that Balzac. That's a good one. Did you think of that, or did you steal that shit? No, I've seen that. Oh, okay. I have. I haven't I've seen, seen that. that. I've seen that <laughs> it on. Took me a second to put it together. I was like, "Ball." <laughs> but I was like, "Wait, <laughs> Lonzo." Um, segueing uh, right away into the Bulls. <laughs> um, oh, so, see, I got you. Yeah, exactly. So there's not a lot of news. Like nothing newsworthy is really happening. It's just stuff from actual. Playing Talk more games. about Benjamins. <laughs> There is nothing to talk about with, like, Ben Simmons or Kyrie. Ben, S- ben Simmons is depressed. That is end of story. <laughs> Man's needs therapy. But, I mean, there's no real contract talks. There's no trade rumors. Like, no big things. And I actually like that. It's just basketball right now. No outside storylines, really. It's just focused on what's on the court instead of all the off-the-court shit. So Yeah. Um, and I guess I had a I had a little thing I wanted to do a little segment. Uh, it's called "Is Their Success Real?" So obviously we're like ten games into the season ish. We're like an approximately like a tenth of the way done, ten percent. So I just want to use that as a landmark to kind of look at different teams and think: Is the early success that they're seeing is it real or is it going to fade away? So what did that have to do with the Bulls. Well, because the Bulls are one of those teams. Um, and also just like if they if I, I think it's mostly if they can sustain it. I think that's the main thing. And there's lots of teams on here that they could sustain it. Some of it's more controversial. But for the Bulls, um, let me see what I had. So, yeah, the Bulls, we were not that high on them going into the season just because the depth kind of looked a bit questionable. And just a whole new team. And also, like, the depth of the East as well. Yeah, like, we were really high on all these other East teams. And, yeah, we just didn't see... Because the Bulls, it's like, we've seen... It's a completely new team. And I think we've seen that more as a negative. Just because of how it's going to all fit together. But I think that the fact that it's a new team has kind of been a positive. Because they've kind of built a new culture naturally yeah i think the main thing that i'm surprised about most is probably the defense i was gonna say league right now lonzo and caruso exactly like i knew that they were going to be impactful but i didn't know that they were going to be this impactful on the defensive end of the court and also like when you have a winning team then guys like levine are going to play defense more because there's actually a reason to, you know? Yeah. The Bulls' schedule also hasn't been, like, completely crazy. It hasn't That's been. Like, there's been a couple. Say. It's honestly, it's been, like, balanced, I'd say. Um, Like, they beat the Nets and Jazz, and they also lost to Philly twice and the Knicks. And then the Celtics are kind of shit, so it's, like, whatever. And then the rest of the teams are, like, below average. Yeah, there's still good things you can take away from that, but... No, exactly. They're still going to be, I think there's going to be a pretty rough patch for them that we have yet to see. And we don't know when that'll be. Patrick Williams going out, and then Kobe White hasn't even played this season yet. Um, so I think, yeah, Kobe White, how the, how's that going to work when he comes back? <laughs> like, they already got the guards, like, on lock. They got, what, did you going to say sorry? He's running the two. The uh, backup. He's running the five. Backup. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Backup two. I mean, they do have four guards, but they're like four guards that could get like heavy minutes. No, so exactly. That's why it's like kind of weird. But we'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, Patrick Williams going out. I think that's going to be a big loss. I think Chicago is going to look to fill that gap at the trade deadline. Get a get a rental player. They could really use Thaddeus Young right now if we're if we're being Bro, real. 
I tripping, or did Patrick Williams' rating drop in 2K? Fuck, probably. Man's was like a 74. <laughs> wasn't even playing, though. Man's wow. gets injured in 2K. It's like, fuck you. Well, he was a 74 going into this 2K, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Yeah, either way, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I always bumped him up to like 77, 78, because he is not a 74. Nah, like, bro. Patrick Williams is a bum. What do you mean? Yeah, you're right. Like, he wouldn't even be in the rotation. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, nah, oh, that's 2K poor. for you. <laughs> um, Vucevic hasn't been doing good, which, I mean, I can't say I'm too of, surprised. But... It is a lot of offense. Yeah, and I think another thing to note is DeRozan's having a great season, which... I've been hoping. But the thing is, he's just having a DeMar season that he's been having on that... the Spurs. But he's just on the Bulls now. <laughs> yeah, like, and they're actually winning. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like this is a new version of DeRozan. Like, this is just him from last year, but he's actually on a winning team. <laughs> and on a team that's getting lots of attention. Yeah, he's been having some big games. No, yeah, I was looking so. at... I, I'm pretty sure he's top three in points in the fourth quarter. So he's been doing good in the clutch. And the Bulls in general, when you have Caruso and Lonzo... Just making those plays. Like, Caruso, it's November, and he's diving in the middle of the court on possession in November. Like, and that's that's contagious. Yeah. Like, if you're on a team yeah. and you see a guy hustling like that, then just going to motivate your team. I love the culture and energy this team has right now. I think they will kind of come back down to earth, kind of to where we had them in that realm I don't think yeah. they're going to finish as a top team. Well, because but... you have to also expect some teams that are doing worse right now to Yeah, like the Bucks or the 10 seed. Like, that's not going to... Or the 8 uh, seed or whatever. Yeah, the Bucks, are the, the Bucks are the are the 8 seed because Giannis is fucking... They're the 9 seed. But because Giannis is fucking playing by himself, man. He literally is. He has Pat... I mean, Pat Connaughton... I was going to say Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen. Has been insane. Hey, Grayson I like Allen Grayson. has been insane. That's been a really good pickup. But yeah, we just need to see them healthy. That's another thing, too. It's 10 games in, so it's kind of like unlevel playing field at some points. Um, Let's talk about another another player that's killing it. Let's talk about Jalen Brunson and the Mavericks. So I think I would trade Jalen Brunson. I think I would trade trade Jalen Brown for LeBron. One for one. I think that Jalen Brunson has that value where he could be traded for LeBron. Because LeBron's 36. He's only going to play half the season. <laughs> so Jalen Brunson is way more valuable than LeBron. And Jalen Brunson makes the, the team better right now. He does, exactly. Like, if you're trying to win games, if you want to win the championship, Jalen Brunson is better for your team. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Bro, just my saying favorite, it out loud. My favorite really part is just because he he dropped Jalen Brunson right after. <laughs> that he dropped yeah. McConnell. Like TJ McConnell isn't even like gonna put up crazy stats for you. Like oh, yeah, like Bills. like he's talking so highly of this player. Drops him, and then someone calls him out. And he's like, he is good. Well, then why would you drop him? You <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And then they're oh, I can't even remember what they said too. And they said, start worrying yeah, about your yeah, own team. Like, worry about your own team. So I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm not worried about my team. I'm the first team. I'm, I'm in first right now. No, that just pissed me off. Because it's like, well, when you try to pull some shit like that, obviously the focus is going to be on you. And you're the 60s. Like, yeah, you should be worrying about your team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should have said, like, I don't need to worry. You all, you all the way down there. Yeah, after I smoked your ass week one, you should be the one who's worrying. Yeah, he is worrying. He's trying to trade like for every player on my team. Fuck. He's trading. He's trying so hard to get trades to go through. Yeah, I know. Was that trade vetoed? Like yeah, officially? yeah, because it, it disappeared. So I assume it is. Thank God. Um, back to the real NBA. So what do you mean? This is real. So let's talk about the Mavs. They're seven and four. They are the four seed right now. And all I've heard is they don't look good. <laughs> what? All I've heard about them is that they don't look good. No, yeah, that's the thing. It's very deceiving because on the surface, if you don't look into it, you're like, oh, the Mavericks are seven and four and they're the four seed in the West. That's good. But then you look more into it. You look at the schedule. You look at the stats and their schedule. And it's just not been good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a very deceiving thing. Like, Jalen Brunson has been a big bright spot for them. He's been kind of that player that they need next to Luka. Okay. Bro, I don't... Okay, this is something I don't understand. Why do players come into the season out of shape? I still don't understand it. Like, Harden, Jokic... Well, Jokic used to do it. And they stopped doing it and won an MVP. So I don't understand why players go into the season out of shape. Like, Luka is out of shape right now. They want to party in the offseason. Yeah, but, like, you can balance, you know? I don't like, know. It depends what you're doing during your offseason. Like, that's that's what you need to do to, na- to take the next step. Like, that's what Jokic did. Yeah. Like, and I didn't think it was, I, at the time, we both didn't think that it was going to matter. We were like, oh, Jokic is going to lose a couple of pounds. That's not going to affect anything. But in reality, it did. He is a way better defender and just more dynamic offensively. And it's just like, for a whole 82-game season, it's just helped him more. Yeah. But Luca's out here, out of shape, in a slump. He always starts out in a slump, so <laughs> it's just kind of hard. Up. When the team is solely reliant on you, you have to be in shape, and you have to, you know, if you want success. Well, clearly, it clear, clearly it doesn't matter because they are getting success right now. Well, I mean, it's not, bruh. In a week, <laughs> they're going to be like the ten seed. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be below five hundred in like, yeah, they're going to be below five hundred soon. So just wait, because the thing is. They used to be a team a couple of years ago. They had the best offense. They had the best offense in NBA history, ran by Luca. The only problem was the defense. But now they are good at none of those things. They are <laughs> one of the worst offensive and defensive teams in the league. So you're taking away your biggest strength. The defense has improved a little bit, but I would rather take an all-time great offense and a bad defense rather than an okay defense and a mid offense. Yeah. Like, that is just obviously the better solution. I don't know, man. This Mavericks team, I just look at it, and they are in a tough spot. Like, how do you get better? Well, yeah, because you have, like, no money. uh, No money, no young assets. They literally have no money. Yeah, you're just paying KP 30 mil. You're just kind of stuck in the same limbo that... LeBron was in and stuck with LeBron, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can agree with that. You're constantly gonna be good, but you can't really make any trade. Like the and I, I, I hope that they are able to make better moves than trading for an old ass shack. But <laughs> yeah. like you're gonna have to like because you move on for, from Kristaps, you're probably not gonna get something better than Kristaps, which already isn't that much. No, exactly. So that in itself is not good. Like, what's the best you could get? Like, Buddy healed. Exactly. That's not, yeah, like, that's going to be better they fit. But in the long term. What? Do they even have, like, any youth? Uh, Josh Green, I know, is... Sorry, he's been young for, like, three years, though. He's, like, 21, 22. But, yeah, they Jalen Brunson's 26. I think he's, like, the second... I think it's just Luca, and then Jalen Brunson's like the next young guy. Moses Brown, I guess. But like, yeah, even all the players that they have that are kind of young are not going to improve. They're not going to get into anything. No, exactly. So they're just really stuck in this situation. Like, you can't really get it. Like, there's two different ways you could build a team around Luca. You could either stack up and get him an uh, elite co-star and just go That's with nice. one of the best yeah. duos of all time. Or you could just build a very elite role-player team based around Luka. You yeah. can't do either of those things in their situation right now. now. No, exactly. And I don't know how you do that, really. Like, what do you do? <laughs> There's literally nothing they can do. I mean, I think you'd have to... Like, I don't know. Like, it's really... No, they have no leverage at all. I don't know. What's Jalen Brunson's contract? He got extended, right? I have no idea. I know, I know he was making like one mil last year, but I don't know if he got extended or if that contract well, kicks in. Because if he has a good contract, then that's that's a player they need. Like he's not the second best player you need. No, yeah. Like I like Tim Hardaway Jr. and I oh, like he's not extended. Jalen Brunson. So they oh, resign him. Just, oh, wait. <laughs> I have no idea. Wait. 
Yeah, this is his last season. He's going to be a UFA after this season. He's really finessing them. (laughs) Mads is just going off to leave. Bro, they're going to lose Jalen Brunson. I already know it. (laughs) It's unfortunate because I like Jalen. I I like Jalen Brunson. And I like uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Obviously, I like Luka. But that's about it. Like, Porzingis is all right. Um, they just have a bunch of centers. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like trying to pick, uh, they, picture the rest of the roster. They got they have like uh, most four rotational centers. They have Dwight yeah. Powell, Willie Cauley Stein, Boban, Moses Brown. Did I say Dwight Powell? Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, and then Porzingis can run five. You got Maxi Kleba. Like that's a lot of bigs. Dorian Finney-Smith is kind of a... He's a forward, but he hasn't been good yeah. this season. No, I know exactly. So it's like, I don't really like any of their any of their team. Yeah, but their team here's the thing. Like, I don't like their coaching either. The Maverick... Like, they're basic, I basically can see it basically being exactly like the LeBron situation. Like, they'll be able to get you consistently to the playoffs, maybe steal a couple series... But you're never gonna like treat them as that team that can go all the way because they just don't have that. They don't have that star power. I see one route that they could do. This I think is one of the only routes I think they could do, in order to be a title contender. I think what they would have to do is just play. It would be a long term thing. So for the next like three years, you just kind of do what you're doing now, and then yeah. you let your big contracts expire. And then you save up money for the next, like, for no, free agency in three years. And then, because Luke is under contract long-term, so he can't sign anywhere else. So you just All have he can to... do is request a trade. Exactly. So you just have to keep him happy enough to not request a trade. Yeah. So, and they're already making that a priority. Like, Mark Cuban's like, I'd rather give up my wife than give up Luca. <laughs> or some shit. But yeah, like, they're heavily invested in him. So that's the only way you can really do it. I think. Or you could trade Luca. You have to. We're trying <laughs> to get Luca a championship in Dallas. I don't think that's the solution. But no, like you'd have to let all your contracts expire and just keep signing people on short term one year deals and then have them all expire on the same free agency. And then you fill up your, your cap and you go all in with Luca and another superstar. Luke well, right is now. pretty enticing for a free agent. And then Dallas is a pretty decent market because Texas doesn't have, I think, Texas. the tax, something with the tax. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like one of the cheapest states to live in. So it's very enticing there. And then you also have Luca. So that's enough. And then Mark Cuban, too, is a, he can pull off something. But you just have I to, mean, you just have Tim to be Hardaway patient. Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, I believe, is four seasons. Kristaps probably has no way. Kristaps probably, I think so. I think it was four eighty four, or something like that. Well, that's really tough. It's not a bad contract. Well, isn't it like twenty mil? This is like twenty mil a season. Yeah, hold up. I don't think it's that much. When does eighteen? Okay, so like eighteen mil a season. It expires. Yeah. What the heck? I forgot they signed him to this big contract. It's because he was fucking hooping. Well, so what? Um, so yeah, 2025 free agency. <laughs> Let me Google who's going to be in the 2025 free agency. Is that when Porzingis' contract expires too? I think it'd be the year before, maybe. Well, the 2025 NBA free agency. Giannis? Kawhi? Oh, Kawhi's going to be 35. AD, Ben Simmons, Tatum. Ooh, this is when the 20... This is when the 2017 class all expires. The Tatum, the Mitchell, the Fox. They'll be restricted, though, right? And the 2016 guys, like, no, that's unrestricted because it's in five years, right? Oh, Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's, like, when Tatum's going to be 28, 29, Mitchell will be... Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm dumb, I'm dumb. Okay, so Porzingis' contract ends in the 2024 season? Yeah, so that's a year before Tim Hardaway. God damn. So, yeah, so you just have to play the long game until 2024. <laughs> I mean, here's your, here's your other option. The only way. No, no. Really the only way. 
other option. There's no, but I'm looking at the 2024 Thunder. free agency. There's no one really there. The Thunder. There's Cat Booker. Those are like the best guys. And I don't even. I just gotta use. Just gotta use the Thunder, man. Just give them all your big contracts. Nah, bro. You gotta wait till 2025 and try and get Giannis. <laughs> that's the only way. Giannis ain't leaving Milwaukee, bro. Yeah, that's facts. I don't know, bro. You never know. It, it's a long way in the future. But let, let, enough Mavs talk. Enough Mavs. Yeah, I was gonna say. Feels like feels like it's been a while. That was a good discussion, though. I liked that. Um, talk about the Wizards. So, I think that we're both surprised by what the Wizards are doing. Because we both had them not making the playoffs. Now, do you think that their success is sustainable? Do you think that they're going to make the playoffs? It's still early, but... I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll continue to be a top seed. No, they're the one seed right now. I don't think that they're... <laughs> It's so hard because, like, <laughs> I can see them. Being, like, I could see, <laughs> I could see them being a top eight, uh, top ten seed. I could see them being a top eight seed. Um, still, early, but like, so yeah. no, exactly. It's just hard to say because you have the Bulls, the Nets, the Sixers, the Heat, Bucks. I'm high on the Raptors, Hawks. Hawks and Celtics are still threats there, even though they're struggling. But yeah, I get what you mean. I think that the thing that's changed about the Wizards is they've done a whole turnaround. Two years ago, they Beal would be the only player on the team contributing. He would have to drop 50 for them to even have a chance, and they would still be losing. Those days are gone. Because Beal hasn't even been doing that. Like, Beal has had bad games this season, and they've won. And that would have never happened two, three years ago. No, exactly. When he was leading the league in scoring. The coach like, he can have. Weston So Jr. actually is a good coach. Like, he's yeah. actually doing a good job over there. Like, he's pretty solid. And you got guys like Montrez Harrell has been back to kind of what he was on the Clippers. Kuzma's doing pretty good. Dinwiddie. I think I've seen a thing that on Basketball Reference right now, Montrez Harrell's like fourth in MVP in MVP odds, which obviously that's not going to happen. But... I'm pretty sure Montrez Harrell's going to win MVP, bro. Do you know the Charles Barkley meme? It's time to... We need to start a dialogue. That's what we need to start a dialogue. <laughs> Montrez Harrell for MVP. No, but yeah, like they have depth now they have pieces that can do stuff so yeah they can afford to have not so great games and they don't even have Rui and I was pretty high on him going into the season so if he comes back then we'll see what happens there Daniel Gafford I really like so yeah they just look like a solid team right now I think that they're gonna keep it up I think that I underestimated them I think this supporting cast is doing better than I thought they would um, but yeah, it, it's really good to see that Beal doesn't have to draw a hundred for them to <laughs> have a chance in the game, you know? Like, yeah, let me see what, like, Beal's doing this season. So, Beal is averaging 23, and he's struggling. His shooting numbers aren't great. Yeah. So, yeah, and they're still 8-3. and three. So we'll see if that's the same. Because they're the deepest team in the league. I don't know if I'd go that far. I 100% go that far. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, buddy. Bro, the Wizards roster is literally the deepest roster in the league. You're messing with me, right? No. Oh, you, bro, I heard heavy sarcasm in your voice. I don't know. When when you ask, I don't even know who the deepest team in the league is. I'm trying to, like, think in my head right now. The Wizards, bro, they got, like, one, two, three, until now, four, Snoop Doggy, sorry, three, four, <laughs> five, six, No, 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 Riley, 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 Riley. Eight, Hawks nine, Hawks ten, eleven. It's Hawks, it's Hawks. Twelve, thirteen. What are you counting? Possibly, f- I'm counting all the fucking people that are rotational players. You're counting Wizards. all the amount of players on their team. No, the rotational <laughs> players for their team. I think That's the Hawks are the deepest. 13 to 14. Hawks, Wizards, and Nets are definitely... Nets? 
I mean, the the thing is quality depth, my guy. Quality depth. The Nets have quality depth. They got like and Lamarcus Aldridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got slow ass depth. They got old depth. They have retirement home depth. No, I think the Hawks are the deepest team in the league. Definitely, without a doubt, it's the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks have so many guys that could go off for three. We've seen Kevin Herter going off in the playoffs. We've seen Cam Reddish can have big games. Lou Will is still there. You got Uneku Kongu who can still do shit, and then Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter's a good. You know, you have you have. I think the Hawks have the best depth, but yeah, the Wizards' depth is pretty good. And it's the thing that the depth, it's quality depth, too. It's not just like, oh, who's that team that we always joke about that has depth, but it's bad depth? I don't remember what team that is. What team do we joke about with that? I don't even remember. Is that the... Mm, I don't know. But yeah. Um, let's move on to... Let's talk about your favorite team in the league. The Lakers? Just kidding. Sure. No, I don't want to talk about the Lakers. Fuck that shit. No, I want to. I want to. I want to talk about. Get to about my other favorite team either. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about the Lakers right now because I have a little rant I want to do on them. That you I mean re- Russell Westbrook. No, it's not on Russell Westbrook. It has nothing to do with Russ. With Westbrook. Always, always Russell Westbrook with you. No, it's not this time. <laughs> Trust me. It has <laughs> to do with okay. So you can make. A playoff team with all of the players the Lakers have let go for nothing. They the amount of depth that they've given up for I mean, one. Shit, they, they gave up, and then I think what sparked this idea for me more is what happened with Caruso. I don't know if you've seen; he was in an interview, and he said that the Lakers they didn't they offered him less than two years for fifteen million total. Not per year, total. Yeah. They didn't even want to bring him back for for two years, seven mil. They were just like, nah, that's too much. Like, that's insane. The Lakers let him Thing go is, Well, like, and what are they, like, losing that money for? Like, it's just paying the luxury tax. Exactly, but no, Lakers can't do that. No, 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 no. Even though they're the fucking Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers could literally do anything they want. Their team is worth the most amount of money ever. <laughs> like is it the Lakers or the Knicks? Actually, it might be the Warriors. I think it's the it's one of the three, but like the Lakers are definitely up there. They can. My point is that they're not like the Pelicans or the Hornets. They can pay the luxury tax. I don't think so, bro. They can pull it out of their ass. <laughs> hey, kids, what the heck, No, but yeah, I think my main thing when I watch the Lakers play. There is no system. There is no continuity. There is no game plan. When you look at other teams, they run plays. Everyone has a role, and there's continuity, and everyone's roles affect each other. When it's the Lakers, there is no involvement or movement. Watching them is very painful. I've watched the Warriors probably the most this season, honestly. There's been a lot of televised Warriors games that I've caught. But the thing about the Warriors is their system is so good on offense. Yeah. There is always movement, and they have a way that a role player can go off any night. You can have a Gary Payton night, who he's had a really good season. Um, You can have a Damian Lee night. You can have a Jordan Poole night. You can have, you know, the Lakers don't have that. You won't see a Lakers player have a... Okay, yeah, that's... That's one exception, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess that's right. But you still you still know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just no movement. It is just one player gets the ball. Everyone else on the court just stands around. It's the LeBron-led teams for you. He's not even on the court right now. That's my problem. And they have Westbrook, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know, Westbrook. The Lakers, the Lakers are a poorly constructed team. They're not even exactly. Like it's they just... just got blinded by star power. And yeah, like I would have rather have I would have rather have Buddy Heald. I would rather if the Lakers went out their Buddy Heald, who is having a great season. I would have too. Not Russell Westbrook, I, as much as I 
dislike the way Russell Westbrook plays sometimes. Westbrook brings value to a team. I don't think he brings the value he can bring to the Lakers with LeBron. That's the problem. Like, I'm fine with, like, I wouldn't have these complaints. Well, I still, but not as much. (laughs) My problem is Westbrook on the Lakers just doesn't work at all. It is just bad. It is bad basketball to watch. Because there is no flow. It is just awful. The the way, I don't even know how they're winning games. They're squeaking out games that they don't even deserve to win. I mean, they lost to the Thunder twice. So, like. Yeah, but even the games they win, I watch them and I don't think they deserve to win. No, exactly. Like when they played the Heat, I think the Heat were heavily outplaying them. And the games they have won are close games where you could argue that it should have went the other way and that the other team deserved yeah. it more. So when I look at this team, it doesn't look good for me. Part of me also kind of like I know they won a championship. Uh, I guess that's I guess that's still basically like a year ago, but um, yeah, I guess so. two seasons ago. But I have never been the biggest fan of Frank Vogel as a coach. Granted. When you have LeBron-led teams, LeBron's the coach. No, but, um, like, like, I feel like, oh, my fucking God. Words are hard, huh? No, uh, my fucking parents keep calling me. I am declining your calls for a reason right now. Um, <laughs> but, fuck, what the hell was I talking about? Uh, Frank Vogel, you don't like him that much. Right. I oh my god. <laughs> um I feel like Frank Vogel as a coach, he is like complacent. And again, I guess part of that is like the LeBron thing, because like Ty Lu on the Cavs got shit on as a coach. Same and... thing with like Eric Spolstra. Exactly. Like so, in like, year one. Exactly. So like Not part of it him. is just like Exactly, like Ty Lue is now respected as one of the best on the fly, uh, like mid game changes as a coach. Yeah, exactly. But like, I don't know. Like, I've heard a lot of I've like I've seen some Laker fans also don't like Frank Vogel either. But again, at the same time, there's only so much you could do. Well, okay, like DeAndre Jordan was starting at the beginning of the season, right? <laughs> yeah, that is also part of your issue. Like, what the who, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And I think another thing, too, is just the Los Angeles culture. It is not a fluke that Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball. I, I might have missed other Thomas Bryant. There is no coincidence that all of these players left the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell, and got better. Yeah. It is because their culture, and their system because they're not worried. They don't really have any culture. They're not worried about role players. Yeah. Because role players, they're just really bad with role players. They don't know, like, they're just like, they don't know how to do shit with role players. Yeah. And that's the problem. They just drown out these role players and then they They go to another team and they do better. They don't know how to incorporate role players properly. And at the end of the day, it's just because they want stars. And then the role players get shit on. Yeah. For doing bad. But it's like, it, you can't work under those circumstances whatsoever. It is not like, their fault. Look at Kuzma this season. Exactly. Kuzma was getting completely shit on. By me included. <laughs> I, yeah. I, we are included in this. <laughs> yeah. And like, he's a quality player. But on the Lakers, it did not look like it. Because... And again, again, I still think part of that is LeBron. It definitely is. It's definitely a mixture of just the way that Los Angeles, because it's L.A. They're not a team that's trying to find diamonds in the rough. They're trying to go after the gods, and they're trying yeah. to win with those guys. No, exactly. So that's, that's why probably. that's why I haven't watched a lot of Lakers games in the past, like the past two seasons. Like I enjoyed watching, like I watched more of the Lakers teams where it was Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, and Kuzma. <laughs> I uh, I have a hundred percent watched more of those Lakers games than I have. Of, oh, you for sure did. Of 
yeah because that was when i first started watching uh like fight looking for streams yeah uh, and um, then that, that young Lakers team was fun. This this Lakers team just isn't fun. They can squeak out wins, but at the end of the day, they're just not fun to watch. They're just ugly wins, honestly. Ugly wins and even uglier losses. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about ugly. Uh, let's talk about your actual favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the, and... uh, I was trying to think of another team. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the Heat. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Heat. <laughs> no, we're talking about the Pelicans. And I want to bring up a point. So, uh, I, the Pelicans are another team that I think have culture issues. And I think Willie Green has solved that a little bit. Oh, he's just been put in an awful situation. I don't think no, he's exactly. No, exactly. I think I want to see your take on this opinion or this discussion point I have. So, is the Pelican season already over? I was honestly thinking that. And I honestly... And that is sad. I Thing is, like, we don't fucking know when Zion is coming back. There's no timeline. And, like... At least I, I, th- I think Brandon Ingram may be coming back tonight. He's been day-to-day for, like, the past couple days. Oh, my God, I'm... Ba- Stop calling me! <laughs> I will call you in a bit. Jesus Christ. But, uh... <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, Ingram's day to day. Ingram and Zion have been out for a while, or a couple days, and like couple days, yes, a couple weeks, yes. and like obviously you don't expect the Pelicans to get out to a great start without their without their one their superstar, and then two their their co all star and their all star, yeah. And Jonas Valanciunas, although he's been great for them, it hasn't resulted in anything. Um, no, yeah. And part of that is like, um, like I think I don't know if it's like I guess it's kind of the roster because like you you have Nikhil Alexander Walker, who this season has been primarily just a chucker, which disappointed me. Like, I like Nikhil Alexander a lot when he yeah. is doing other things and attacking the basket and being aggressive. He's just kind of relying. He's just... I think he's falling... Like, lots of young players do this, especially. They fall in love with the perimeter shot. I agree. I agree. And I think the the problem is right now, he's a shot creator. He's not really a shot maker at this point. I agree with that. kind of chucking them up. And I think that'll come with time, but... And the thing is, that'll also get easier once your two... Your two stars are back. No, exactly. Yeah, because he's the guy right now. Him and Valanciunas. So, who's going to take a... Or who's going to create a perimeter shot on that team? It's going to be Nikhil and then Devante. But, I mean, I don't really... Yeah. It's like... It's not very hard for them right now. No. Exactly. And the thing, <laughs> and the thing is, you like you can expect them to lose a lot with their main guys out. But like, obviously, like the Lakers, like any team can lose to any team, as we've seen the Lakers lose to the Thunder twice. What was their win even? Who did they win against? Timberwolves. That was when Ingram was still. Oh okay. Playing. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But, um, you can, like, I I don't expect the Pelicans to win a lot of games with their guys missing. But when you're playing games like the Thunder, those are playing games like, when you're playing teams like the Thunder, those are, those are games that you need to win. Even missing Ingram and Zion. Like, you just have have no depth. And that was the problem last year, is that it seemed like they weren't motivated and they didn't give a lot of effort that's another reason why i'm scared because like a really slow start like this we don't know when zion's coming back and is this team even gonna be motivated to try and claw back or do they already think themselves that the season is over exactly they just gotta go like my team is one in 11 like it's hard to get motivated when your team is one in 11 especially since they're like a younger team 
and they don't really have too many vets that are going to kind of snap them out of it. No, exactly. Which I think is a big problem. Like, they don't really have, like, Ervet vets. Ervet is Garrett Temple. Well, I mean, I'd say Valanchunas is probably their vet. Yeah. But even that, like, to be the main vet on a team, I don't really, I don't really mess with that. No, exactly. But yeah, their season, like, it's just tough. We don't know when Zion's coming back. And they're already 1-11 in the West. And just getting off to a really bad start is not good. And hey, it It's just good to end up in the Exactly. But, like, is that even going to help you? That's not your goal. Your goal is to not no, get exactly. into the lottery. And that's the thing. Like, like you're just going to add another, like, I don't know. You just end up adding another top pick. It doesn't matter if with Zion, Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, at the end of the day, you still can't win. Adding more talent isn't just instantly going to fix that. Honestly, if I'm Zion, if the Pelicans get the first overall pick, this is very hypothetical. The Pelicans get the first overall pick. If I'm Zion, I'm going into the... I'm Zion. If I'm Zion, I'm going into the locker room and I'm saying... Or not the locker I'm going into the office and I'm saying that you either have to trade this number one overall pick for a superstar or I'm requesting a trade. Because if I'm Zion, I am not putting up with a year of getting a first overall pick and trying to develop him. That's not going to work. That will not succeed. No, exactly. There's literally, and there's no reason to either. Like, at the, I don't know. Like, Multiple you... top picks on a team, too, doesn't really work because their no, timelines exactly. are different. Like, Zion's timeline is going to be way different than the player they draft. And then another thing with the first overall pick is you can't draft off of need. You just have to go with the best guy and hope that he fits with your already star player. So that becomes an issue too. Yeah. And that's why tanking doesn't really work in the NBA anymore because you just have to go off of star talent instead of looking at fit and all these other things. And it no, doesn't exactly. really work most of the time. So and the thing is, if the and if the Pelicans get a top pick, it's like, what do you even trade that for? Like, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could get something. Uh, no, obviously, but like, what are you looking to get in that aspect? Like, are you looking to get like Dame? Go get Dame. It's definitely not going to help their defensive issues. I don't care. Anything, <laughs> anything to make yourself a threat. Infinitely better. Because you need, yeah, exactly, like. Chet Holmgren, or whoever they draft, it'd probably be Chet. Chet is who they would draft, because there's no that way they draft the back of the basket big next to Zion and Jalen 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 Hardy? Depends what the plays. That probably wouldn't be a first overall pick. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can't be doing two side missions. You have to focus on your one main quest, which is to make Zion happy. Don't that's have another side time. mission to do on top of that. Like, you're going to try and develop this number one overall pick while trying to keep this number one overall pick happy? Like, no, that shit is not going to work. No, exactly. Trade that's it what, for Dame or Beal. That's, that's what the Hawks did last year. They went out and they made their team better to make the playoffs. And what happened, they ended up in the conference finals. Exactly. Like, if you can get into a place where you can win, then that is sometimes... Enough because you can have seasons like the Hawks did where you can upset and you can go on a streak, going on a hot streak at the right time if your team is good enough. But you, yeah. if you don't even put yourself in that position to do that, then you have no shot and you're just gonna lose no, your exactly. star. So, like, yeah, if I'm on the Pelicans, I'm trying to get a guy. And, like, another thing is too, we're seeing that Zion, this is the last thing, my last point before we'll move on, but like. Zion is not reliable to play a lot of games. No, exactly. So, and we're seeing already how much that hurts the team's success. So, what's going to help you more in a situation where Zion's going to miss some time and you're fighting for the playoffs? Having a guy like Chet Holmgren or having a guy like a Damian Lillard, like a Bradley Beal, that can carry it out and hold the load until Zion comes back? No, exactly. You can't be in a situation where, like, you can't be in a situation where you have to rely on on depth and a young player 
to kind of get the job done. It's not going to work. We're seeing that's not working. Yeah. So if Zion goes out with an injury, we're seeing that if Zion's out, your team is messed up right now. And getting the first overall pick won't help that issue. No, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know what they would <laughs> – Ben Simmons, perfect. <laughs> but that's just that's just my thought. Um, have you seen Wiggins that – Wiggins Cat again? again. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. I guess Wiggins postured Cat again. They're not playing right now. What are you talking about? It's yesterday. Oh, yeah, there was – well, there was two posters in the same game. Oh. He posted cat twice in the same Yeah, game. yeah. One on the baseline, and then there was, yeah. The base, the, the first one was better. That was yesterday. That was not yesterday. Was it? Oh, yeah, I it's guess a, it was. It was a day. Was it? No, it was two days. Yeah, two days ago. Two days ago. Um. Okay. Right now, if you have a vote in the MVP, if you have a ballot, at, a ballot as of today. Steph Curry. Season, Steph Curry. Okay. Why is that? They're the best team in the league, and he's playing. He's had he's had those type of games that are like, damn, that's an MVP game already. I agree with that. I just my thing is the consistency and the schedule. Who have the that's Warriors true. played in a meaningful game? Their schedule um, has been weak, and that's why, like the Warriors, as good as. As hey, they're playing the Bulls team. today. I, I think that's exactly. I'm, at least. At I'm gonna watch that game because I want to see how they play against more competition. Because like the Hawks made it to the conference finals and they're not looking good this year, and Steph dropped 50. So that doesn't really tell me much because the Hawks are struggling. And he's right guarding Trey Young. And Trey Young is yeah, exactly. So Trey Young might have had like who knows, but I think that honestly, and Curry's also had like. Their record, too, is kind of inflated a bit just by their schedule. And also, Curry's record? Some, oh, uh, the, Warriors. the Warriors record just by their schedule. And also, yeah. um, Curry has had some bad games. He's That's had true. some off nights. And I don't really think that... I mean, you can look past it, but I don't think you should look past it completely. I yeah. think that right now, I think... Kevin Durant's probably my... I think it's between those two guys. That's fair. I think Kevin Durant is my MVP right now. Just because he's been doing it, like, every game. And he's, like... I feel like he's more... Obviously, like, the the Nets have Harden. And Harden is still Harden at the end of the day. But I feel like Kevin Durant's been doing it more on his own, I guess. And like uh, more load. It's less carry. of a team thing. Like I feel like exactly. the Warriors, it's no, been like exactly. all of their success has been very team based. Yeah, their team is just on fire right now, and their system is beautiful. But exactly. I feel like with Harden, I mean with <laughs> with Durant, even though Harden's there, they don't have that same, you know, continuity. Yeah. Curry's yeah. success is based off of other people's success, but Durant's isn't. Durant doesn't need assisted buckets as much as yeah. Curry, and he doesn't need, you know, like, KD could just go take a shot and then make it. He literally just pull up in your face like it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to play off the ball at all and do all these plays like Curry does as much. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying Curry's not great because... He obviously fucking is. Kurt Ash because he takes open shots. But, yeah. Like, just take a contested shot, bro. Be more <laughs> like Tatum. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that... Didn't KD also have... I think he had a game where he shot 10 for 11. Or something. He only missed one shot. He had, like, 38. And he only missed one shot. And that's impressive for Kevin Durant. Because it's not like when a big man does it. Because all their yeah. shots are just like putbacks. But KD is taking tough shots, perimeter shots. So, no, exactly. He's averaging 30. It's still crazy that he had an Achilles injury and he looks this good. And I just think that the storyline would be there more with the whole Kyrie thing and with Harden kind of <laughs> Harden. struggling. Oh, another thing, another thing. I think another big thing for these two guys that's part of their MVP campaign is we've seen many of the best scorers in the league struggle this season. But Durant and Curry, especially Durant, like, 
Durant hasn't been struggling with the new ball, with the new rules. He's still averaging 30, scoring buckets like it's nothing. Kevin Durant is just that dude. He is. He's amazing. And there's a there's a Nets Pelicans game that's going to be nationally televised. Must watch TV. You know, today, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was like, I wonder what games are on today, and I look and I see nationally televised. I know. Pelicans I saw the Pel- I saw the Pelicans. They were like game day fits. I was like, oh, I wonder who they're playing. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> Must watch TV, bro. It is. It's in half an hour. But yeah, ah, KD's my MVP right now. I think it's very close. Do you think that there's – I mean, I know it's only 10 games in, but is there anyone else that you could see really arising as another candidate? Or do you think that at the end of the season, it's still going to be just these two fighting for it? If the Bucks start to pick it up. Yeah, I feel like lots of the awards is just how you start the season. So that's kind of why I posed that question. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know if the Bucks would even – I don't even know if Giannis could – even if the team picks it up, you know, I believe the other guys just have a stronger case just because they had a better start. And because my argument for that would be that just because Giannis is like literally playing basketball with two white boys and the Bucks (laughs) are staying afloat right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think they're staying afloat. I don't think they're thriving. No, I agree. If they were, if the, if the Bucks were, Eight, if they if the Bucks were a top three seed right now, then Giannis has a high, a way higher case for MVP. Because to be missing your whole championship team and to still be a top three seed at the start of the season, that'd be crazy. I mean, shit, all it'll take is two wins. <laughs> but also, those other teams have to play two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I know what you mean. But yeah, I think I think KD and Curry. I think also the media narrative too is heavily going to push them. So, I could definitely see one of those guys winning. Yeah. Um, so, there's one more. We have time for one more team to talk about. Should we talk about the Suns or the Timberwolves? Actually, the, actually, let's let's talk about the Suns for like 10 seconds. Um, the Suns are on. I don't have much to say about the Suns. The Suns but they are at the conference, which surprised me. Yeah, because they were down. And then we were talking last podcast, I think, about how... Um, if we should be worried about the Suns. And then it was basically yeah. like, no, because they just <laughs> they just played a couple months ago in the finals, so it's just going to take some time to adjust. And That's then awesome. they just go on a big streak. So now just like that, they're second in the East. I mean, in the West. I know math. I mean, geography. <laughs> I mean, fuck, geography. I know history. <laughs> Did you hear I said I know geometry? <laughs> and I was like, wait, shit, geography. Um... But yeah, and Frank Kaminsky dropped 31 the other night. Yeah, Frank the Tank. Gotta pick him up in fantasy if you haven't already. Yep, exactly. Pick him up. He's gonna keep out. He's gonna average 31 for the rest of the year. Um. Okay. Lastly, let's talk about the Timberwolves because they're they're three and eight, I think. Three and seven. Three and eight. Three and seven. Anyways, it's not good. Uh, they're they're starting to pull off the Timberwolf ways. And I think the main thing for me, I think they're, I like that their defense is improved. The problem is that they're supposed to be an offensive team and their offense has not been good this season. Yeah. Because their offense is not well coached. They're not utilizing the offense at all. Well, the thing is, I think they would also, you know who I think they would be, would have fucking tremendous value to them? Fucking Ricky Rubio. I think they need a floor general they don't, to ignite the offense. Ricky Rubio should have never let him. I don't even know how he ended up out of Minnesota. But they traded him for Torian Prince. Really? <laughs> in the off season, it was yeah, that was. This I'm pretty sure it was in the this off season, yeah. Because Rubio, who is Rubio on? Rubio was on? he not with the Cavs last year? No, he was not. This is his first year on the Cavs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, what, team was, what team was he on last year? Hold up. He was still at Minnesota last year. Wait okay, he was there the whole season? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then they traded him for Torian Prince, which is awful. 
But yeah, my thing is, Holy if, you're an, shit. if you're an off, I'll just finish this point and then you'll say, actually, no, you go first. No, I just like, it's completely like, I did, like half this man's career is just like, I've just forgotten about, like, I did not realize he was with Minnesota last year. I did not realize he was with Phoenix the year before. And I did not realize that, that he was, he was... years before. Like, I literally do not remember this man other than his first years in Minnesota. <laughs> I remember the Utah days. I remember. I remember when he was on Utah, and I can like vividly. Here's a like two K picture. He was on the Suns before they got Chris Paul. He was part of why they were starting to win, and then they upgraded. They oh, you're Chris. right. Yeah, it was the season before Chris Paul. I was like, oh, they got a better Ricky Rubio. <laughs> and then yeah, but here's my thing: if you're an offensive based team, it, no matter how good your offense is, you need to either have a facilitator that can facilitate that offense properly, or you need to have a really good coach. You can't have yeah. three, you can't have a whole offensive team that doesn't have good coaching or a guy to help those players score. No, exactly. And I think that's the biggest problem we're seeing with the Celtics as well. The Celtics haven't, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have never had a traditional point guard next to them. No, exactly. Like I they think have... that they would heavily benefit from that. I agree. Send Rondo back. That would be kind of cool. I was going to say. But you know Rondo's I mean? kind of ass, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he wouldn't even be playing because they have Payne Pritchard. And yeah. But like that's, yeah, that's a really good point. But the Celtics, it's just like we're seeing them struggle because they just have a bunch of, they just have scoring, but they don't have someone to facilitate that scoring properly. So I think that that's a main concern with the Timberwolves right now is yeah. just the coaching. The coaching isn't there for them offensively. I think they're trying too hard to improve on defense that they're kind of, and they just think that the offense will fix itself. And they're kind of, they're just putting like a bandaid over a, over a gunshot wound. I agree. And they're just like, okay, because I know that they're working a lot in their defense. Like, I know that that's their main priority right now in practice, and when they watch game tape, that is their big priority. But they're overlooking the offense because they think that they're fine. But they need it's to figure it out. It's not, that, it's not that bad, but for the talent you have on offense, you're literally just there to, like, you're an offensive-based team, and your offense is in the middle of the pack in the NBA or below average. Yeah. So that is not acceptable. <laughs> you should not be a below-average offensive team if you have Cat and Ant-Man and D'Lo. D'Lo's no, exactly. D'Lo is, yeah. I don't even know if he'll ever go back to... Man's regresses to a 79 in 2K, bro. Bro, 2K's regression system's awful. Paul George becomes like an 84 after year one. Yeah. Same with Dane. I don't think there's a system this year. Kawhi gets bad after year one. They get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Trey Young regresses. Even the young players regress. Like, like, I want to do a realistic Timberwolves rebuild, and then Cat's fucking 87 after year one. Does he still do that? I know, like, last year. I, think, I don't think he's playing this year. Oh, okay. But yeah, Timberwolves, they, they have some work to do there. Um, I just don't... The thing with them is, like Pat said, three turns to... Or one turns to 20 real quick. And I think that proving that very right, but yeah, but lots of it's the mindset. If you have the mindset that that's gonna happen, that's gonna happen again. Yeah, like, that's the thing we talk about with the Pelicans. Yeah, no, exactly. Because if you're if you're if you have the mentality that you're going to lose, you are going to lose. Yeah, and that's what I kind of want Patrick Beverly to help with because he's really like their only vet, the only guy that can, you know pull them out of that because cat's the leader and he's even saying like oh like it seems like he doesn't even believe in the team and it's just a comedian yeah Ant's just gonna leave to snl bro (laughs) (laughs) i have decided to sign a contract he'll do like a tv show like lebron did the decision i've decided to take my talents to New York, and the New York fans were like, oh my god, yes, to work on SNL. And I was like, what? To Friday Night Live! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Him and Blake, bro. <laughs> Him and Blake are just gonna start like a comedy skit show. Honestly. 
He dropped 46 or 48 against the Warriors the other day. He had a really good game. But yeah. it wasn't enough. Yeah, they still lost. <laughs> and then the war uh, and then the Wolves blew that that huge lead to Memphis. And then did you see the cat game uh the cat game time shot? The the yeah. That yeah. crazy half court, bro. They react. The teammates reacted. Yeah, to the, the game that pissed me off. I was like, "Y'all still got an overtime to play." And they blew a twenty point lead. They blew a twenty point lead with, or I think it was like eighteen point lead with six minutes left in the fourth. If and I then was you get Chris... the game tying shot for an absolute fluke, and you start celebrating like you've won the championship. If like, I was Chris Finch, Chris Finch, I'd be like bitch slapping all of them, bro. Exactly. It's just, and that's another thing with the mentality of the team. Like, they just... <laughs> yes, we're going to overtime <laughs> in a game that we should have won already. And then they lose in overtime. Yeah, literally. Like, no. they don't like. They're the one of the youngest teams in the league, and it shows. Yeah, they just don't yeah. have those vets that can help them because vets matter a lot in the regular season. No, exactly, and. I think that that's really overlooked. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, they don't really have any of those, and that's why they've been struggling. So, I don't know how you... I don't know how you really fix that. I feel like there's a lot of internal Co- problems that you need to figure out. I think it's coaching. Part Obviously, not strictly just coaching, but I think a big part of it is coaching. I mean, yeah, but if you fire another coach, then just like... I don't know, Cap's no, exactly. already not... You know, like the owners just left and he was or the general manager got fired or whatever. And he was mad about that. Yeah. He's had like five coaching changes in like five years. Hey, at some just, point, cats just got to win. I mean, hell, go to the war. Whatever way it is to win, man. <laughs> go anywhere, bro. I don't care. Like, Not exactly. I wants meant, Minnesota dude. to succeed. I think I think everyone wants Minnesota to succeed. Other than the that person that was like Minnesota's got the most overrated young core, but I think that like the majority of fans want to see Minnesota succeed. Yeah, but they just aren't, and it's really disappointing that they're wasting talent like that, bro. The Timberwolves are literally—I think they have the worst win percentage in all of sports now. They're literally the worst franchise in all of North American sports. Can't say I'm very surprised. Like. That's bad. Like, do you know the Cleveland Browns have been a joke for years? Now it's going to be the Timberwolves. In 10 years, they're going to be kids like, haha, you suck like the Timberwolves. You're a kid like the Timberwolves. I'll be like, oh my God. But no, seriously, like, how, like, Cleveland Browns were always the butt end of everyone's joke. That's what's going to be for Minnesota. Can't be like, Oh, you're a pro. He'll be like a guy's Tinder profile. I'll be like, pro athlete. And then the girl will be like, I'm interested. And then they'll scroll down and see plays for Minnesota. Timberwolves. Like, Hell no. <laughs> hey, you ain't a pro athlete. <laughs> you buns. But yeah. I hope that they can figure their shit out. Um. So yeah, that was my Timberwolves rant. Very much needed. And then I had my, my Lakers rant. And yeah. <laughs> It was honestly just like therapy, just a rant session, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that big, wrap it big, up for... big, big picture. Both of my favorite teams suck. You need to find a new favorite team, bro. Who's gonna be your team this season? I was trying to. I like. I don't know. Like, I really, bro. I hate to admit it, but I really like the Raptors. <laughs> oh well, well. How how the how the tables have turned. Riley this is what happens. And- I hate that Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Hey, the team is different now. This is what happens when I get players from fantasy, bro. I'm like, wow, I, these guys are really good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm like right now the teams I've watched the most are the Knicks and Warriors. So those are kind of like. I say. I'm not really a fan of them. I just watch whatever games are on, and that's just who I'm watching the most right now. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like, I try and watch as much as possible, and I, I, I'd say I'm mostly unbiased. I, I don't really say I have a team. That's because fair. I'd say that it was the Lakers were my primary team, but still a general NBA fan. But now I just think I'm a general NBA fan without a team. I'm a free agent in that sense. A free Brandon Ingram. I don't know. Cheering for one team, in my opinion, it's just boring and too emotional. Like, no, exactly. And you got like too invested in that team. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, people that watched the Knicks for 30 years and were Knicks fans for, for 30 years, they missed the best years. Like, even Kenny said it. When he was a Bulls fan, he hated the LeBron Heat, but now he watches back or he watches back at highlights and he misses that team. But he hated them at the time because he was a Bulls fan and their biggest rival was the Heat. No, exactly. So just things like that. And then, like, Knicks fans, too. Like, they missed out on all these great MJ moments because they were too busy watching their team be ass. So, <laughs> there you <laughs> that. so you know, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, if any NBA team wants to hit me up, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm a free agent right now. Come sign me. Minimum deal. Um, so, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of the Hoopers Lab Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you tune in. For the next one, where it won't be episode 69, sadly. We'll just have to wait till episode 420. <laughs> episode 420. We'll, be, we'll have J.R. Smith as a guest host. And Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg, yes. <laughs> How right, popular will Yeah, exactly. Dogg, we're going to we're gonna blow up. We got a grand episode 420 for you, Snoop. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but that'll do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you tune in for the next one. And stay safe, y'all. Peace out. Goodbye. Adios.